Luke chapter 3, verse 15. Luke chapter 3, verse 15. And as the people were in expectation, and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want to talk to you all a little bit about a flood. Do y'all know how a flood occurs? And I'm talking about rain, you know, physical flood. Has nowhere to go. <clears throat> That's part of it. There's a couple ways. It can be uh, too much rain too quick so that the ground doesn't even have an opportunity to absorb it and it has to go somewhere, right? Too much water in one place at one time. Another way is that a slow rain over a long period of time when it seems like the rain just won't ever stop and the ground gets super saturated to the point it can't hold any more water so it has to go somewhere, right? And if that, if that happens over a long period of time, too, too much rain, too much water on the ground, you, you get a flood. Well, I'm not here to talk to you about rain. I'm here to talk to you about the Holy Ghost. I want you to understand something. Now listen, I want you all to just forget everything right now. Just forget everything else. It's real easy to come and sit down, and before you know it, your mind wanders off onto something else. And then you realize five minutes have gone by, and I don't remember anything he just said. It's real easy to do that. So y'all just try to watch everything. And probably by me saying this, you made you think of some things, right? <clears throat> so just wash all that out of your mind right now. And let's focus on God. <clears throat> and I want you to put away any preconceived notions of what the Holy Ghost and baptism in the Holy Ghost is all about. Let's just focus on the Word today. Now this word says, John said, this is John the Baptist, he said, you think what I'm doing is good, but I'm here to tell you, somebody is coming after me that's greater than I am, that's not going to baptize you with water, but he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That should tell you that there is a reason to desire that kind of relationship with God. Amen. That he's, He basically said that His purpose to come, that's part of His purpose, right? And we know He came to save us and forgive us of our sins and pay that price for us. But part of His purpose was to come and baptize us with the Holy Ghost. Fill us with fire, with power. Amen. So, it's important. <clears throat> How does this relate to a flood? Y'all feel full right now. 
I feel full. And Sheila had a little spell up here a while ago, and I had the same kind of little spell last night. The Holy Ghost comes on you, and I'm going to tell you that joy comes in. There's a scripture in Romans 14 and 17 that says, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It means it's not just about eating and drinking, but it's power, love, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom of God is all about. So I want you to understand today that the Holy Ghost wants to encounter you. He wants to move through you. And you may get a little taste here and there, but that little taste here and there is not going to cause a flood. We had some rain out here this morning, right? Does anybody see evidence of a flood anywhere out there? No. There ain't enough of it. It takes a lot of rain to make a flood. It takes a lot of rain. So you know what that tells me? It takes a lot of the Holy Ghost to make a flood within you. I want to be full to overflowing. Have y'all ever seen a kid pour a glass of tea or something? Isn't it funny how East Texas people always use tea as an example of what to drink? But you, you see them pour a glass of tea and they just keep pouring and the, it just starts running over the sides and it's like something never clicks in their mind. Maybe I should lift this pitcher up and quit pouring. Full to overflow and just spilling out all over the place. That's what I want God to do in me and that's what He's done right now, y'all. The Holy Ghost is moving right now and, and you may be sitting there thinking, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't feel anything any different. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll set everything aside for a minute, forget about your problems in your life, begin to focus on God right now, oh, He's going to move in you. He wants to encounter you. He wants you to feel His presence. Because when one, once you encounter God, once you encounter Him on that kind of level, He begins to move on you. There is no way you would not want to get back in that place again. There is no way. I don't know how many of you have ever tried a drug of any kind. I never have tried any sort of illegal drugs, okay? But there's a reason why people go back to them time after time after time. Makes them feel good, right? Y'all, I'm telling y'all, the Holy Ghost is the best drug you can ever imagine. And you know what the wonderful thing is? Is there is no side effects. The only side effects are goodness and gracious and mercy. That's, That's the only thing. Only good things come from an encounter with God. We need to get everything in our life on the back burner. Focus on God right now. Look, you may have to you may have something you gotta do this afternoon. That's fine. You got things you gotta do. But right now this is your time with God. Focus on Him. Focus on a flood happening in you. That may scare some of you. Y'all, there ain't nothing to be scared of. There ain't nothing. Do you honestly think? How many of y'all today know Jesus as your Savior? Don't raise your hands. Just keep your hands down. I'm not trying to embarrass nobody. 
Because there may be somebody here this night, and I don't want them to feel like I'm condemning them immediately. You know, I want them to feel comfortable right now. Most of you in here know Jesus as your Savior. I can say that because I know most of you really well. The ones I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Has He ever done anything bad for you? Can't name one. And even the things that may have seemed bad at the time, my Word tells me, and I have seen it to be the truth, that He makes all things work together for the good of those that are called according to His purpose. So, even when it seems like a bad thing, good always comes afterwards, right? Good. This is the great provider, Jehovah Jireh. Now, y'all, I just want to talk with you for a minute. I want you to see what I'm experiencing. This is the, the great God, Jehovah. I love to say that name. I love to hear it. The one that paid for all your sin. And look, if you don't know Him today, I want you to hear that. He paid for all your sin. Everything you've ever done wrong, He's already covered it. You just have to accept that covering. Accept what He did. Now, do you think a God that good would wish anything bad upon you? See, the Word tells us that every good and perfect thing cometh from the Father of lights. That's God. The great God, Jehovah. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Hmm? The Lord has provided is what that means. So I'm here to tell you today, there's a promise of the Father. A promise of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told His disciples, and I've told you this over the past couple weeks, He told His disciples to wait in Jerusalem. Until you are endued with power from on high. Do you know what endued means? It's it's the same as like being clothed, covered. What did John say? He said, yeah, I'll baptize you with water, but Jesus is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. What what happens when when you're baptized? You're covered with water, right? Immersed. That's a good word, yeah. Immersed, covered. So He wants us to be covered with the Holy Ghost. And and covered with power. You understand that? Immersed in power. Why would you not want that? What about that does not sound pleasing? What about that is not appealing in any way? I'm here to tell you today, people, that the church will perish if they don't find power. The church will be of none effect if they don't have power. If they are not clothed with power. So, you know what I want you to do right now? I'm looking at the clock. It's almost 1230. But I want to forget that right now. I want to forget that because Jesus told His disciples to wait 
until you receive power from on high, until you are clothed with power. So there's some of you here today that know all about Jesus. You, you've asked Him to come into your heart, forgive you of your sins, and that's where you left off. I want you to know that you need to be down here today waiting until you receive power from on high. Because you may think you're a good Christian. You may think you have something to tell people, but I want you to know that whatever it is you have to say, whatever it is you think you can offer somebody, can be multiplied, multiplied, and multiplied many times over when you are endued with power from on high. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you receive power. And whatever little bit you could have done, now become something great and awesome and mighty. Praise God. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying because it's too quiet in here. Y'all don't understand what I'm talking about yet. John chapter 7, verses 37 and 38. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, Now y'all understand what He just said? It don't mean He he cried. It means He shouted. Jesus stood up in the midst of these people and shouted at the top of His lungs and said, If any man thirst... You think this didn't get some people's attention? If any man thirst, let him come unto Me and drink. He that believeth on Me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You know, them people must have just hit the floor and said, what in the world is this guy talking about? He just said that the Scripture was talking about him. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Y'all, I'm here to tell you today, there's been times spiritually I have been so thirsty. So thirsty. Y'all ever been so thirsty that it feels like your tongue is sticking to the top of your mouth? Just, it seems like you can't get it to separate, right? And you get a drink of water and you just keep drinking and drinking and drinking, knowing most of that's going straight to your belly, ain't helping your mouth at all. But you're just so thirsty, you just keep taking it in. I don't need more water, man. I'm going to finish this glass. Give me another glass of water. And you just you just drink until you can't take no more. Five minutes later, you're in there thinking, I need some more water. Right? Y'all need to thirst after God like that. Y'all need to thirst after God. Jesus said, if anybody thirst, come unto me. And I will give you something to drink. I'll give you something that you won't ever thirst again. You won't, oh, listen now, you won't ever thirst again, and you'll have rivers of living water flowing from you. I'm here to tell you today that river of living water ain't for you, it's for somebody else. The river of living water, y'all need to step off in the river sometime. Get around somebody else that's got something flowing from them and see if it don't just get all over you. You get down in the river and you begin to drink. You begin to 
get full. See, we as Christians need to be able to be full of living water so that we can influence somebody, so we can pour something over onto them, so they get a little taste of what I'm talking about. You see, if you ain't ever had a drink of water, you don't know that's what you need to quench your thirst. You just know I'm thirsty. There's a whole world of people out there that don't know what it is they need. They don't even know something's wrong. They live like that all their life. They don't know there's something better out there. They just know they're thirsty. And everything they've tried... It don't quench their thirst. Y'all ever been that thirsty and drink a Dr. Pepper or Coke or something? And you say, man, that didn't do no good. I needed water. I almost passed out at work one time. We were working out in the heat in the summer up on a uh, one of them lifts doing some antenna work and stuff. And man, it was probably 105 degrees outside. I don't know. It was hot. And I was, I was making it fine, you know. And I come in and ate lunch, had me a big old glass of Dr. Pepper with my lunch, and boy, it was good. And you know, I got back out there, and about an hour or so later, I was just, everything started spinning. Everything spinning around. I was about to just pass out. You know why? Because I was dehydrated from the morning. And I didn't put water in me. I put Dr. Pepper in me. And water is what I needed. Water, Dr. Pepper didn't quench my thirst, right? Dr. Pepper didn't fix what was wrong in me. Temporarily, it felt good going down. But an hour later, my mind was saying, I shouldn't have drank Dr. Pepper. I should have went to the water fountain and got some water. Y'all listen, the water fountain is there. It's available today. Set aside those other drinks. Come to the river of living water. Get you a drink and get full today. I'm here to tell you now, listen, somebody ought be standing on their feet this morning. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. I'm here preaching the truth. I'm here telling you, if you don't respond, it's your fault, not mine. My conscience is clean. Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Do I have three eyes this morning? Do I have another arm coming out of my shoulder? Because y'all are looking at me like I'm crazy. I know some of these concepts seem kind of lofty. But y'all look, if I can understand them, you can. There are certain things in this world I'm smart in. But you know one thing I always was miserable in? And that was uh, the liberal arts stuff. You know, where you have to kind of interpret poetry. It just didn't make any sense to me, y'all. This ain't, this ain't like that. I understand it when I read it. I understand there's a learning curve to understanding this, this old English, this King James type of language. But y'all understand this now. There's, it's nothing complicated. You come to God. You receive Jesus as your Savior. You're baptized. You're washed clean. 
And you know what happens then? You wait on God to move upon you. You hunger and desire after Him. And what does He do? He meets you at the point of your need and He says, come here. Come here and let me love on you a minute. Come here and let me cover you up with me. Oh, listen, if you ever get into God, you ever get into under that flow, you ever get into His presence, I guarantee you, everything, all your inhibitions will fall away. Everything that you're concerned about will disappear in the midst because all you want to see right then is God keep moving on me. God touch me. Oh, God, I praise You. I worship You. That's all you care about. Now, some of you don't understand what it takes to get there. And that's okay. It doesn't matter what you understand. You don't have to understand it because God can't be contained in your box. God can't be contained in what you think of Him. God can do greater things than what you can imagine. God can do exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think. Do you understand me? Do you understand what I'm telling you? Oh God, you're worthy. Y'all, I was over here last night praying. (sighs) Oh, when He begins to move, you may be laughing one minute and just crying the next. Waves, waves will just come over you. (sighs) I ain't talking about tears of sadness. Oh, I'll just be weeping. But I can't wait. I can't wait to get back there again. Look, there ain't ever any regret. There ain't ever any regret, y'all. Like a flood. Y'all ought to be sitting there saying right now, I want you to come up on me like a flood. Y'all ever watch these videos on TV when the flash floods come and they're just washing cars and everything in its path just gets swept up. Y'all, you ought to be desiring God to move on you like that. Sweep out everything in, in this path. Just say, Lord, I don't, empty me. Empty me. There's a song by a guy named Jeremy Camp named Empty Me. He says, Holy fire, burn away. Holy fire, burn away. Y'all, I can't remember every word, but he's basically saying... Burn away everything in me that's not of you. And then fill me. That's what he says. See, first he's saying, empty me. And then he says, fill me. Fill me with you. Fill me with your goodness. Y'all need to be praying that. You need to be desiring God. Nothing else in this world matters. Once you get... See, y'all understand something. Once The reason why we don't see eye to eye right now is because I've already experienced it. Some of you haven't. So it's hard for you to understand what I'm talking about. It's hard for you to see how great it's going to be. But I want you to understand, if you ever get into the presence of God, like I'm talking about, you ever get under that Holy Ghost flow, you will say, I don't care what's going on. All I want is to be right here and to feel you right now. And the next time you come to church, you're going to say, I don't care what's going on. I don't care if I'm here till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I ain't leaving till I encounter God. If you ever taste it, you'll understand immediately what I'm talking about. If you ever get just a little taste, you'll say, man, that's good. Man, that's awesome.
Brother John, come and play for us. Y'all, I ain't going to come back there and twist your arm, drag you up to the front and pin you down on this pew. Not to say I could, and I could. But I ain't going to do it. God's not going to do it. But I am going to give you an opportunity. Listen, this is where it happens. Does that mean you can't experience God anywhere else? No, that ain't what it means. But I'm here to tell you right now, when you get up out of your seat and you say, God, I'm coming down there to see you. See, you're making an effort. You're stepping out of that little comfort zone that you're in right now, in that seat you're in. And you're saying, I don't care what everybody else says. I want to touch God. I want Him to touch me. So this is your chance right now. I want you to come. I don't have any anything else really special to say. I want you to come. God is calling you right now. Come. Come and see if I don't touch you. Come and see. Look, He's crying out to you right now. Just like Jesus stood up and shouted at the top of His lungs, Look, if you're thirsty, just come to Me. I'll give you something to drink. Rivers of living water will flow from you because you won't be thirsty anymore. Look, He's calling to you right now. Just come. See if He won't be faithful. See if He won't honor what His Word says. And when you come to Him, He will just come running to you.